Hello, and welcome to Christ Fellowship of Elizabeth. We're so happy that you decided to join us today. This is the teaching podcast from our Sunday worship service, recorded at the Liberty Center in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Our goal as a church is to love God, make disciples, and change the world. We hope that this message inspires you and helps to lead you deeper in your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy. Buenos días, buenos días. I'm doing this one myself, Puerto Carlos. I thought I was translating for him. I'm not translating. Oops. No, I'm not translating today. Buenos días, good morning. Uh, thank you, Pastor Carlos, for the introduction. Oops. Um, eight years ago, uh, my wife and I, I don't know why, I'm not supposed to get emotional, please. I walked through those doors. We sat those uh, black seats, and we received the Lord. This is eight years ago. And since then, Christ Fellowship become our family. And, you know, we had the opportunity to serve the Lord with our ministry. We first started with the translation ministry. Then we have um, the Spanish service that we have every morning, uh, 9 a.m. I'm throwing a commercial here, 9 a.m. in the morning, if you want to come and listen the message in Spanish. And, and we are so happy to, to belong to this family. I want to thank Pastor Carlos and all the elders, the pastors, and my mentor, Mark. I learned a lot from him doing those fellowship nights. We miss those fellowship nights. Okay, uh, so um, uh, uh, my name is Sergio. I'm one of the leaders of the Spanish ministry, uh, Comunidad en Cristo. And I'm, I want to share uh, a message with you. Please bear with me. English is not my first language, all right? Like Celia Cruz used to say, my English is not looking good, all right? Okay. So how about we start with some, uh, let's start, okay? I know you, you want to you wanna know the message. You don't want to know about me. Let's, let's uh, listen to the message. You have some, uh, some pictures right there I want to uh, share with you? Show them? Three, two, one. Here we go. What it says right there? I don't know you, your child, after being told not to touch anything in the shop, do not touch it. He, what does he do? Go, boom, touch it. Next. Oh, me at 1 a.m. in the morning. I don't know if you can read the, the words. Me at 1 a.m. And there's something there. The enormous bowl of leftover fried rice in my fridge. Right? You're, you're sleeping and then you remember there's something in my fridge. I need to go get it. Um, okay. Next. I need to social distance myself from my refrigerator so I can flatten my curve. I know that. Yeah. yeah we're so tempted to go in, you know. And eat, especially now. Oops, the holidays are coming. Yeah. Next. Okay. The uh, epoxy probably isn't dry. Also me. Why don't you touch it and find out? You know, you want to go touch it. Okay. Do not touch it. Okay. It's still fresh. What are you going to do? Touch it. Right? Why we don't listen? And last one. I think there's one. Ooh. Have you seen this? Right? Imagine. You're right behind that trailer, and you're so tempted to go like what? Spit it up. Mm. See what happens. Right? Maybe that crosses my mind sometimes. I know. So I showed this slide. What do you think we want to talk about today? After you're watching this slide, what are your thoughts when you... 
temptation. We're going to talk about temptation. Yes, today we're going to talk about uh, temptation. I know temptation is a big one. Uh, when Pastor Carlos told me, Sergio, I want you to, to teach in the English service, I was tempted to say no, right? <laughs> and then I said, no, maybe. I think he said, eh, what about you teach? We didn't agree to anything. And then on Friday, I get a text message from, a text message from Alex, and he says, hey, I need you to send me your, your script. Like, Oops, this is real. This is happening. I'm teaching on Sunday. And yes, yes, I know right now we're making jokes about temptation. But in a serious note, many of us, when, uh, when we pray, uh, and perhaps we don't have the words to, to pray, to say, uh, to, to bring the petition to the Lord, we, we, we turn to the Lord's prayer, right? And, and we present it as a prayer to petition to the Lord. And, we, and what we say, please, Lord, lead us not into temptation. That's what we do, right? So today I want, you to, I want to talk to you about this verse, right? Please, Lord, how can we resist temptation? Like Pastor Galo said, uh, my wife, uh, Dani, and I, we are um, leaders of the Spanish ministry, and we have uh, shared the pulpit uh, upstairs. We have uh, taught, we have shared messages. And when I told my wife about um, today's topic, uh, that what I was teaching, my wife is like, oh, Sergio, you're so blessed. That topic is so easy to teach. That's what she said. Maybe she's right, right? Might be easy. But in reality, in our lives, it's a tough topic. It's something very difficult, right, in our life. Temptation is something that we, we deal in our lives every day because we are all tempted, okay? There's no excuse. Nobody, I mean, you cannot say, oh, no, I'm not. No, we are all tempted. We are all. And, we, and what we do... We struggle, and we try to look for ways how to avoid, how to resist temptation. Yes? Let me ask you this. How many of you are struggling with temptation right now? Don't, you, don't raise your hand. You don't have to raise your hand. I know. But you know, right? Yes, everybody. All of us. All of us. We're all raising. We are all struggling with temptation, okay? But if you're not clear about what temptation is, maybe we should... Uh, we should um, talk about a little bit what temptation is, about what temptation is, okay? Sometimes we think the, uh, the temptation is when God is testing us. Oh, that's God. God is asking me to do that. God is testing me, right? That happens to me, you know, at home uh, with my suegra, with my mother-in-law. I know she's not here today. Uh, <laughs> last night, I said, suegra, I want to mention to, to you, uh, I want to mention you at uh, 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 the sermon tomorrow. And she's like, I'm going to go, if you say something, I'm going to go up there, I'm going to say everything about you. But she's not here today. The Lord is good. <laughs> yeah, she stay home now. She, she, okay. But sometimes uh, my, my mother-in-law, she says, um, she says things, you know, she lives with us, she says things, she does things, you know, I'm like, oh no, why she did that? Why she says, right? And, and, and you know, I, I, it gets me a little bit annoyed. And then my wife comes to me and she says, listen, you know, she's older. And, and you know, she, she has her own ways. And that's what, how it is, you know. Older, she has her own ways. You know, the things that she does, you just have to be very patient. And, 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 you know, and she's right. Yes, yes, that, that is a test. God is testing my heart, you know. And, 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 and I, you know, I'm dealing with my, um, my mother-in-law, you know. I love her, you know. 
I want her to stay with us, you know, as long as she wants. And, you know, because she makes uh, some bistec, some rabo. She makes, uh, oh, she, 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 she's, I'm lucky that she's, no, I'm blessed that she's with, she lives with us and she has, she could, all right? But the, the thing is, is God testing us when we are tempted? Is God, is God testing? All right? So the, we could say that yes and no. Okay? Now, the better way to see the difference between temptation and a test, okay, is to see what is the purpose behind each of them. And you're going to see a slide right here about temptation and testing. And I don't know my, my friend. Okay? So you see temptation and trials, right? The purpose of trials or tests is for you to grow more in God. That's the purpose, okay? If you, you see, you know, okay, so this is the, the God, I mean, God is, is testing me. He's putting this in, in my heart, okay? So this is to make you grow. That's a trial. That's a test. Now, the purpose of temptation is to destroy you. So you got to remember that. That's how you see it. That's the difference. Temptation is the gateway to sin. Temptations are like, like the baits uh, that fishermen put in, in, their, in their fishing lines, you know, and throw into the water, hoping to, to catch some fish. That's what, the, that's what temptation is, right? Um, I don't know uh, uh, if some of you know that I, I know sign language. And in Ecuadorian sign language, we, we have a sign for, uh, let's see, when we have, um, we have an idea and we want to bring more people to our group, to our idea. In sign language, we use this sign. See? So what we do, you throw the, you know, throw the bait and you bring it. So that's what temptation is, okay? Temptation, we are those fish, those fish because many times we let ourselves be carried away by our likes and pleasures and fall into the trap of temptation that what? Is going to lead us to sin. Yeah. Now, we, another thing that we have to be clear, it's that temptation is not a sin. Temptation is not a sin. Okay, sin is born at the moment we yield to temptation. Temptation is anything that gives satisfaction, that gives satisfaction. Hey, why? But satisfaction is, is good. But temptation is anything that gives satisfaction that does not come from God, okay, or, or from what God gives us, okay? That is a temptation. We can also say that temptation is a decision we must make between choosing good or choosing evil. If we decide to do good, then it's a test that's going to help us to grow. But if we give in, it's a temptation that can lead us to destruction. Yeah. Okay, so now we know what temptation is. What, now we, we know what trials are testing. Our, okay, what about sin? What, what's sin? What is sin? Pastor Carlos mentioned last week that sin is not doing what God wants us to do. That's what sin is. It is disobeying God. Going against what God teaches, that is sin. Yeah. As humans, we're, we're vulnerable to every temptation. Every day, we're battling with temptation. We do that every day. Yes or no? We're all battling with temptation every day. And something we must also be clear about is that temptation does not come from God. Okay? Temptation comes from the enemy, like we see in Luke twenty-two thirty-one. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. Okay? Here, these are the words Jesus said to, to Simon Peter shortly after the Last Supper. 
before going to pray at the mountain. Now, in this case, when he says, like, has asked to sift you all as a wheat, we can interpret like this is sifting, sifting through as a temptation. So that's what the enemy does to us. Okay, he, when we tempt us, he's, you know, grabbing us, shaking us, and they, he wants us to make us fail, right? But there's something very important that, that we need to see here in this passage is, is that right after what, what Jesus said here, he also gives us hope, okay? He offers us an escape, a way out. He's not going to let the enemy to shake us. I, I think in Spanish sounds, you know, better when in Spanish said, he's not going to let the en- enemy to zarandearnos. He's not going to let us do that. And that's what he says in Luke twenty-two thirty-two. All right. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And, and you, when you have turned your back, strengthen your body. God is giving us help. Okay. We're going to be tempted, but he's praying for us that we won't fail. Okay? That's our hope. Okay? And we got to thank God because he's not, he's not abandoning us. Okay? He's with us. All right? Um, now, let's talk about what are some of the temptations that we, or, or traps that we may fall into. I was looking for some, uh, some help to, to do this teaching, and then I found out that there is a, there's a, study uh, that it was conducted over the phone, it was a survey, and they asked men and women what, is the, what are the most common temptations that they, they have in their lives, right? And, and, you know, the results, when they, they found out, they found out um, worrying too much and getting anxious, okay? Men and women, that's one of, of them. Envy, eating too much, Spending more money than you have or, or can afford to spend. Right? Those are the temptations. Now, um, right, so I'm on, I'm on this. I mean, I, when, when I was preparing this, I asked uh, my wife, Tanya, you know, to, to look at my teaching. And there were numbers here. There were numbers next to that. Worrying too much and getting anxious. Men, this, this percentage. Women, this percentage. Envy, this much. Men, this much women. So it had. So when we saw the results, most of the higher numbers went to a specific group. I don't want to say which group was it. Okay? Okay, why you laugh? But there's one that I'm going to mention which group is specifically, specifically talking about. Men. And which one was that? Pornography. Okay? Or watching sexually inappropriate content online. What was the difference? 20% between men and women. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. Now, to that list, perhaps we can add other temptations that maybe we think they're not that common, all right? Or at least think we're not, okay? We think they're, they're not that common, right? We must remember that each of, each of us, every one of us, we are tempted, right, in different ways. No matter our age, sex, origin, background, or time we've been following the Lord, we, always, we are always being tempted. We are neither exempt nor unique when it comes to temptation. Now, I ask you, what is your biggest temptation? What is your biggest temptation? Does eating too much lead you to the sin of gluttony? Right? You're going to say, eating? Eating is not, is not a sin. Eating is not, no. 
It's not, okay, it's fine, but we all have to eat, yes? Especially now that the, the holidays are coming, you know? We're getting ready to have some uh, pernil for Thanksgiving. That's what we eat at my house. Thanksgiving, no, no, no turkey, all right? But when you start overeating, when you start eating to look for satisfaction in food instead of God, that's a sin, all right? How about overspending, Okay. Getting carried away with, 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 you know, with all those cells, especially now that um, the holidays, I mean, Black Friday is coming, okay? You start spending. You get all the money you spend. Um, you, you get your paycheck, and the, and the ink of the person that signed the, the, the check is still fresh, and the money is gone. You spend all your money already, okay? You're getting into debt. What about this? Depending on substances, that make you feel good, like smoking, alcohol, drugs. The big one. Do you have desires of the flesh? Do you indulge in pornography? What about this? Do you fall in temptation of pride? Are you too proud? And, 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 and you like to brag, to show off about what you do, who you are, what you know? Another one. You like to criticize? You like to judge. You like to instigate. That's a big one, I think. When we hear about, when we talk about temptation, oh, we're talking about, oh, food, pornography, infidelity. But what about that? Okay? Turning, turn, uh, talking behind somebody. You know, talking about somebody else. You know, instigating, adding to the fire. Our human nature makes us vulnerable to temptation. And no one is free from. You know, even in the scriptures, we find examples of people who were tempted, such as Esau, who gave up his birthright for a bowl of stew. He gave up the, for, for, for a bowl of soup, for, for, for something to eat. God has given him a birthright, okay? But he gave up. He decided he, he was so hungry and he wanted to eat it. And he lost everything. Okay, Ananias destroyed his life for money. Samson lost his anointing for a lady. Saul lost his kinship for cattle. And we all know that Eve lost herself. He let herself be convinced by the serpent. Okay? However, the greatest example for resistant temptation is the example given by whom? Our Lord Jesus Christ. When he was faced with temptation and who was tempted by the enemy. But unlike all those that I mentioned before, okay, our Lord Jesus Christ did not yield to temptation. So let's talk about overcoming temptation. That's what, that's, that's what this message is for, okay? Resisting temptation, okay? Let's, let's see what our Lord has uh, promised us a way out. Like it says, like says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, 13, Right? So if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. I love, I love this verse. We learned this verse when we were uh, in, in, in the disciples' path. We had to memorize the, the verse. Right, Sam? Right? We, I remember that. So, 
That's what he says. He says here, our Heavenly Father is telling us that he's not abandoning us, okay? And in his word and his promise, he's telling us that he's going to deliver us from temptation, okay? He's going to deliver us from temptation. He's giving us a way out, okay? But how can we do that? How can we do that? The book of James says this, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yes. But how can we do that? How can we resist temptation? How can we submit ourselves to God? Mm-hmm. The title of this month's teaching series, you know, is called God Always Provides Us a Way Out. So God promises us a way out, out of temptation. So I want to share with you some, I would say, I don't know, strategies, ideas, okay, some ways, ways out. How can it help you when you're struggling with temptation? First, surrender to God and pray, Okay. Matthew 26, 41, it says, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Right there. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The first advice for help on how to resist temptation comes from our Lord Jesus. This is what he told the apostles when they were on the mountain of Gethsemane, and they were falling asleep instead of praying. Prayer has power, and the flesh is weak. Now, in faith, we have to pray. We have to pray to the Lord to not let you fall into temptation. Pray in the midst of temptation. Pray at all times. Pray alone. Pray in a group. Get together with brothers and sisters from church and pray asking God for temptations to be overcome. But don't just, you don't, you know, oh, pray. Just pray. Oh, I got to pray. No, we have to pray with faith, right? Faith. That faith that means that the, the Lord has given us, that he's, he's every day, he's making that, that faith, you know, grow and get strong every day. With that faith, you have to pray. Don't go and you'll say, okay, I'll pray, but it's nothing happening. But you got to pray with your heart. You have to pray with your heart, with your soul, with your mind. You have to give yourself to the Lord every day, every morning. Put everything in the Lord's hand, asking him to take control of your life. That day, and to deliver you from temptation. Give the, give the Lord control of your thoughts, your heart, your words, your body, your actions, all of you, all of you. This has to be a daily intentional request to be delivered of all, from all temptation. And I emphasize daily because you have to do this every day, not Sundays when you come to church, not when you just need it. You have to do this every day. You know why? You know why? Because the enemy is right there waiting for you. The enemy, you know, the enemy is looking for a chance to sneak in and set a trap for you. Okay, so we cannot do that. We cannot just say, I'm going to just, oh, I'll pray. I'll pray later. I'll pray. Okay. You need help? Call a brother. Call a sister. They'll have insurance. Hey, I need help. Okay, I'm praying, but I'm still battling with this. I need help. Call the brothers. That's, we have here, we have the men's ministry, the women's ministry, Spanish ministry. They get to me. We have a lot of men. That's what we're here for. Yes? Next. Memorize Bible verses. Okay? Memorize Bible verses so that when you are tempted, you can respond with those verses. 
Jesus did it when the enemy tempted him after he had been praying and fasting for 40 days and 40 nights on the mountain. You remember the, um, that passage in the Bible when the, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ was tempted? It's in Matthew 4, 1, 11. Right? Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down for his reading. He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to test. Again, the devil took him to the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All these I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. Right? Here, the enemy tempted him three times. And all the three times our Lord Jesus mentions what? The word of God. Three times. He said, it is written. It is written. It, three times. Okay? So the word of God is written. It's a weapon to resist temptation. Even when the enemy tries to change things and making him believe otherwise. So that's what we have to do. We must, we must submit to the Lord and resist temptation. And we must immerse. Immerse ourselves in his word. Yeah? Someone was telling me that when you go in, 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 you know, when you're immersed in water, okay, you cannot hear what's going on outside the water. All right? So that's what we have to do. We have to immerse in the word of God so we cannot hear the temptation that's calling us. All right? The word is one of the powerful weapons our Father has given us, especially and the full of armor that we must full armor of God that we must wear when we face these battles. Next, what else we have to do? Another way out. Recognize temptation and take preventive action. Um, I I work in, in Newark in a high school in a special ed program. And last year, uh, when the, the kids came, uh, you know, in spring, they came back to school. I noticed that all, all the kids you know, they were attached to their, their phones. So they were, you know, and, and, you know, hey, put the phone away. Put and they had the phone away. The, the, the administrators, they talked to the kids, and they, you know, of course, they were, you know, they, they were in remote learning for so long. They got so used to their phones. So I knew it was going to be a problem. This is before the summer. So when September came, so what I did, I went and I bought a, a little a charging station for cell phones, like multiple uh, cell phones. It holds uh, like six, seven uh, uh, phones. You can charge them. It comes with cables and all that. So I brought it to, my, to, to, to school. You know, I put it next to my desk, and I told the students. The first day I said, listen, guys, when you come to school, I mean, uh, instead of having your phones with you during class time, why don't you put the phones to charge? So while you're paying attention in class, you let the phones charge. At the end of class, your phone is charged, and you take it with you. Hey, guess what? You work. 
It worked because I, I, you know, I was, I took a preventive action. I knew it was going to be a problem. So I, so I, I, I so I bought it and they, and the kids, you know, they use it, right? Of course, there's always one that's, you know, very stubborn and they don't want, okay, no. So there was this, this, there's this kid that he didn't want to use it. And I saw him the other day that he sat in the back of the class and he found an outlet and he charged his phone on that outlet. And I'm like, come oh, man. What I did, I said, I need to do something before com- he comes ne- the next day. So what I did, I moved another small uh, table next to the outlet. I got my electrical uh, sharpener. I put it next to there, and I plugged the electric sharpener. So he couldn't use the, the outlet. So what did I do? I took preventive action. Okay, because if I let them do whatever they want, you know, the classroom is going to be a chaos, right? So I, I took some, some measures to, you know, to have good classroom, classroom, classroom management. So one strategy for resistant temptation is to act before a little st- into sync. The way that I did with my students, okay, I prevented, you know, what was going to happen. The same thing we have to do with temptation, okay? We have to take steps before we fall into sync. Okay, we must recognize temptations quickly, okay? To recognize this, we must see there's a process when you go from temptation into sin. So you need to recognize these steps, okay? And this is a temptation, when it goes from to sin, it takes place in four steps, okay? In four steps. So the first one is invitation. The next one, the next one is justification. Decision making and destruction. Those are the four steps of temptation, the process of tempta- from temptation to sin. Invitation, justification, decision making, and destruction. Okay. Let's do, let's, let's do a little, you know, I told you I'm a teacher, let's, let's practice a little bit. You know, you teach and you have to do check for understanding. That's what we call it. Check for understanding. At the end, we'll have an exit ticket. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so let's, let's analyze how we get from temptation to sin, okay? While we do this exercise, I want you to think about what your big temptation is. Think about that, okay? And, and how these steps apply to you in that, in that temptation, okay? So while you do this, think about knowing these steps can help you to react and prevent you from falling into temptation and giving into sin. So remember, there are four steps. Invitation, justification, decision-making, and destruction. Uh, for the first illustration, I'm going to use uh, uh, Genesis, where uh, Eve was tempted. You know, you remember that, right? You all know yeah, the, the passage in, in the Bible. So the, the serpent comes to, to Eve, to the woman, and, and is, you know, and is invite, inviting her to, to eat from the forbidden tree, all right? He's, he's telling them, you know, that she, she can... Uh, that she can eat it, and um, then she, she replies, uh, okay, she said, no, we cannot eat that, okay, we, 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 we may, may die, okay, and then uh, the, the enemy says, oh, no, it's not true, you will not die, okay, no, God knows very well that when you eat of that tree, your eyes will be open, and you will become like God, knowing good and evil, that's the invitation, you will become like God. How about that? Justification. Justification. The woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, and that it looked good and was 
you know, desirable for acquiring wisdom. So she's like, hey, justification, nothing wrong with this. Hey, it's going to give me wisdom. It looks good and it's food. What's going to happen? Decision making. So she took off its fruit and ate. Then she gave it to her husband and he ate it too. Okay? She made a decision. She ate it. What happened after that? Destruction, sin. At their time, at that time, their eyes were open and they became aware of their nakedness. Right? Right? Destruction. Okay? She fell, fell into sin. And that, that sin for which our Lord Jesus Christ came to save us. All right. Let's apply this to our uh, to real life. Invitation. You're having a conversation with, with your wife, with your husband, your spouse, right? You're talking about the kids. Uh, you're talking about finances. You're talking about the holidays. You're talking about uh, Thanksgiving. Well, we're going to have turkey or we're going to have pernil. What are we going to do, right? And you're talking about the Christmas shopping, anything. Okay, so you're having this conversation, and the conversation gets heated, right? That's the invitation. Hmm. That's the invitation. Justification. Husband. I'm the man of the house. Okay? You have to do what I say. Okay? The woman, hey, you're never at home. So I know what's good for this house. It's fine. So that, this is what they think. That's the justification. All right? Okay? I know what's, what's good, what's better. Who do you think you are? Okay? What do you think you are? Okay? Decision making. Hey, I said it. I said something, something ugly. I said something nice. Okay? Destruction. Sin. You start fighting. Sometimes physical violence, all right? Fights all the time. There's no respect among uh, husband and wife. Destruction. One last example. Okay, this is for, for the guys. Invitation. You're at home, all right? Alone. There's an image on your phone. You see it on the computer. Something attractive. You see, hmm, this looks nice. Right? Okay. Justification. I'm alone. Hey. It's not going to hurt anybody. Hey. And besides, my wife doesn't pay attention to me. Hey. Right? Decision making. I'll do it. Hey, it's not going to hurt anybody. It's just me. The computer or the phone. Whatever. You do it. Destruction. Pornography. You fall into that. All right? So temptation, temptations invite us to do the forbidden and seek satisfaction elsewhere. That's what temptations do. Again, they throw us a bait. Remember what I said? Throw us a bait that attracts us to our sinful nature to make us feel into that trap. And since we live in a society that wants to justify everything, we always look for an excuse for everything. I ate too much because I'm hungry. I got pornography or infidelity because my, my, my wife doesn't take care of me. My partner doesn't take care of me. I speak badly of others because they don't know what they're doing. You know, I'm talking behind them because they don't know what they're doing. And in many, in many cases, these sins become habits. Right? Part of our lives. You become an impulsive buyer. You constantly fight with your, yourself, uh, with your partner. You... You are always criticizing others. You lose yourself in the world of pornography. And the consequences of sin 
are not just spiritual, but also fatal. Okay? What about this person that's not supposed to, that, you know, the, not supposed to drink and goes to a party and then, ah, just a couple of drinks, two, four, six, gets drunk, right? Gets drunk and, and you know what? When somebody's drunk, your mind changes. You think you're, you're the, you're, you are uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. You look good. You think that, right? Yeah. And then you think you're smart. And you think you're Samson because, okay, you can fight anybody. And then you think you are uh, a, a, a Filipaldi, somebody that drives very well. And you take your family with you. And what, what could happen? You're drunk. You get into an accident. Okay? Your family or somebody else, somebody that has nothing to do with you. How many times have you seen that in the news? You know, the, the you know, drunk driver, you know, killed somebody. Hmm? That's why because you don't know how to control yourself. Right? So we must recognize those steps when we are being tempted. And we need to know what step we are in to take a preventive action. Like the way I told you, remember, with my kids, with my students. And don't take the next step. Like I said before, temptation is the open door to sin. So what we have to do, if that's, that door is open, I'm going to go, I'm going to get, I'm going to put one lock, two locks, three locks. I'm going to put a, a two by four. I'm going to close the door. I'm going to let temptation come into my house, to my place, into my life. Okay? Right? I need to, to recognize, I need to know and recognize when we are tempted. Okay? If I have a problem with alcohol, and I know the, uh, my, my friends are going to be there, they're going to be drinking, okay, I better not go. Because I know. Oh, it's just to drink. No. Forget it. I don't go. Yeah? If I know there are going to be good deals at the mall, you know, huh, what I do? I leave the credit card at home. Yeah? Leave it, leave it at home. I take some cash because I need to control myself. Yes? If I, if I have a, a problem with pornography, what I'm going to do? Because, you know, pornography now is available. Because of technology, is available everywhere. I'm going to delete those apps from my phone, from my, my computer, all right? If I'm still having a hard time, I'm going to change my phone. I'm going to get those old-fashioned phones, you know, the flip phones. I'm going to get one of those. Okay. This is, okay. We don't know. There are people, that, you know, they're really they're having a hard time with pornography. But you, if you really want to get out of it, okay, take drastic, drastic measures. Change, change your phone. Get one of those flip phones. Okay? And be away from, from that. Okay? So the important thing is to take action before things happen. Before things happen. Next, rest in the Lord. That's another way out. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Please rest and regain strength. The enemy will attack you when you are weak, right? This is what he did when, when, with Jesus. Jesus, he, the enemy went to Jesus when Jesus was, uh, when, after he, he had prayed and fast for 40 days and 40 nights. So Jesus was, was, was very weak, all right? So that's what the, the enemy is going to do. He's going to, when your moral and spiritual defenses are down, that's the right enemy for the enemy to attack. He's going to go right there. We, we must be very careful when we're weak and tired. We must ask the Lord to give us strength to overcome temptations. Rest in the Lord. But do not fall asleep instead of praying like the disciples did. Remember that the enemy is always lurking, seeking to steal, kill, and destroy. 
the last thing, last, the last one. Remember that there's always a way out. Like in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, 13 says, there are no new temptations. We have, all, uh, we have already experienced all the temptations in the world, okay? All of them. You cannot say, oh, but this is different. The way that, you know, the devil is tempting me, okay, this has happened to anybody. No. All the temptations, you know, they, somebody, like somebody in the other side of the planet is going through the same thing. And guess what? Our Lord Jesus Christ, he experienced all of them on one day. All of them. The loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life, like it says in 1 John 2.16. He experienced them, all of them in one day, but he came, came out victorious because he clung to the word of God the Father. Okay? And he himself offers us a way out. He promises that he will not forget us or forsake us. There's always an escape. Remember this. There's always an escape. There's always an es- a way out. Pray. Pray before temptation. In the midst of temptation. In the midst of temptation. And after the temptation. Surrender to the Lord. Memorize scripture. Get a head start from temptation. Be proactive. Find someone, someone Christian to talk to. Someone you trust who will help you. Someone who can hold you accountable. Wear the armor of God. Remember that God has given us the weapons to defeat the enemy, like it says in Ephesians 6, 13, 17. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth, buckle around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Brothers and sisters, we know that. We are all tempted. We are battling with this every day, all the time. I'm going to ask you, Okay, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. What is that temptation you cannot shake? The one that keeps coming back. Does it have to do with food, money, pride, pornography, infidelity, drugs, drinking, gossiping? Gambling, if you have temptations that you, you have been battling with, I invite you to stand up and leave these temptations at the foot of the cross once for all. Take all your temptations and give them to the Lord once for all. And let's pray for a way out. Father God, we thank you for today's word and foremost for always giving us a way out of temptation. You know how, we're, you know how weak we are when it comes to the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life. But you have promised us a way out. You know very well the battles we fight with temptation every day. I present, you, I present to you my brothers and sisters who are tired and burdened and want a way out. Father God, watch and protect their souls, their minds, and their hearts. 
let them surrender everything to you so, so you can take control of their thoughts, their desires, their wants. Let their faith be strengthened so they can pray faithfully to you and be free of any temptation. Let them find a way out in your word and in your church. Father God, give us the desire to be immersed in your word and depend on you and only you. And, and as our Lord Jesus Christ taught us, please, please, please lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Christ Fellowship of Elizabeth is a Christian community whose mission is to love God, make disciples, and change the world. You can learn all about us by visiting cfofelizabeth.com. We meet each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. at the Liberty Center in Elizabeth, as well as at various times throughout the week. If you'd like to see a video recording of the full worship service this teaching came from, you can watch on demand on our YouTube channel, and you can join us live online every week by visiting cfofelizabeth.live. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode. See you next time.